During a time of absolute madness for the Arizona Coyotes where everything is uncertain, it's time to take a look back and wonder where would the team be had something gone differently. It's time for the series where we ask, what if? What if anything was different for Arizona? On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, we ask, what if Blake Wheeler actually signed his ELC in Arizona? Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carol Pavlak right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And once again, that doesn't mean you'll never have to pay to access any of our content. I also want to thank Corey and Richie for showing up on our show you know, late last week as well. As the uh, the crew from Hockey Royalty having us on their show. We had some great conversations to end last week. And then before we had a couple of days off. Yeah, uh, it was really fun to kind of take some time and talk about hockey with other people. Uh, we have been talking to a lot of prospect people. But, you know, like those conversations are about prospects. It's great to be able to talk about like current players, too. Absolutely. Um, and in, in what makes it even more interesting now is we get to, on today's episode, talk about what could have been a current player, because we're talking about Blake Wheeler. If you guys do not remember, if maybe you weren't a fan, you know, before, during this time, but Blake Wheeler was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes in what year, Carl? Do you have the, the year? I, uh, forget. Got to pull that up. Drafted in 2004. So he was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes in 2004. Then Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, the then Phoenix Coyotes. Um, And when his ELC time clock was was, uh, um, was closing out, Blake Wheeler refused to sign his ELC with Arizona. So then Arizona let him go. And ended up signing his ELC with the Boston Bruins. That was only that short ELC period before he went on to the Atlanta Thrashers, now known as the Winnipeg Jets, and has been then been with them ever since. Affiliated with like two teams who have like changed their names since uh, his being drafted. That's just a very weird thing. Uh, Blake Wheeler. Uh, not being with the Coyotes in a time where it seemed like the Coyotes could very well move to become the Winnipeg Jets. I remember that time. Uh, it was a little bit before I started seriously watching, but I do kind of remember the residual feelings of everything. Uh, only to see him end up with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it was just very weird karmic timing. And it is kind of like one of the two players that get thrown out. Like, what if the Coyotes have been able to get something done with Blake Wheeler. Uh, And, you know, they couldn't. uh, And Blake Wheeler went on to have a very strong, you know, career. Absolutely. And it, 
it it brings me to the question because obviously he was um trying to think like look, looking at the the all, all trying to line up all the years here uh so he was drafted so we mentioned he was drafted in 04 um and then obviously his his time clock came up in 08 around that time that was the first couple years of uh of Don Maloney's tenure as as general manager of the Coyotes would you cons- would some Coyotes fans consider that one of Maloney's failures, not being able to secure Blake Wheeler? Uh, I I would say so. I do think it was a bit beyond his control. Like we we kind of don't think about it as much now, especially because the Coyotes were able to get two like really hot free agent uh, NCAA players. Um, but the coyotes around that time, those, I think the bankruptcy beginnings and like a lot of people didn't want to play in Arizona. There was a lot of uncertainty and I don't know how much I could blame that on Maloney, uh, to be honest. The, the whole timeline of everything is just absolutely amazing. Cause I'm looking at just, just how everything literally went, you know, came up to be on that. Cause the... I'm trying to think, you know, look at more of the thing on here. Um, how long did Gretzky's tenure last as coach? Oh. You are really making me dig Cause deep. Because, like, this is all during this time, right? There's yeah. There's so many aspects you have to consider of of a reason why Blake Wheeler just, like, did not want to sign with Arizona. And of course, you mentioned a few of those. You mentioned the bankruptcy of things and like that. But I'm trying to think all the on-the-ice things. Like, is there something that he didn't like from that aspect, too? I, I mean, there, there's always kind of the, like, what is this team going to be? The Arizona Coyotes were not good at that time. So do you really want to be on a not-great team? Um, and I, I do think that there was you know, a general kind of like, eh, things aren't looking great in Arizona. Maybe I'll just, uh, maybe I'll just not be there. That's fair. That's fair. But again, there are all the aspects of the reason why, you know, Blake Wheeler decided not to, you know, not to sign. It's, you know, you can, you can pick so many things because like you mentioned, there were so many things wrong with the Coyotes, Coyotes in 2000s, you know, like, you know, the late, the late, early 2000s you know like the you know the all the enduring the odds so uh gretzky was head coach from the 2005 2006 season to the 2008 2009 so that's when he got that's when he stepped down right before so he stepped down the year blake wheeler would have been in his first year yeah so blake wheeler uh would have played one season under Wayne Gretzky. And, and, you know, maybe that was another reason why he wanted to go to Boston. Uh, I'm not sure who Boston's head coach at the time was, but probably a better head coach than Wayne Gretzky. I mean, let's also put it this way. Boston was a lot closer to a, uh, to a Stanley cup. I think they were only about two or three years close to one. Right. I think in 2000, 11 was the year they won it. Yeah. 
And now it's so, was Blake Wheeler's last year of his of his ELC. So so yeah, I mean he he made the right call. Uh, it, it sucks for Coyotes fans, but if I am Blake Wheeler and that is my like career, uh, I would do everything that he did over. But I do think like if he had stayed in Arizona for like the full time, uh, like he, we've seen him do with the you know. Atlanta Thrashers to Winnipeg Jets, like he has become like a major staple of that franchise. I think that would have been like a very good thing for the Coyotes to have over the past couple of years. Absolutely. Let's actually talk about that in just a moment. They have a lot of things that we do want to get to still um, regarding our what if episode. What if Blake Wheeler actually signed his ELC with Arizona? Before we get to any more, though, we are going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all those sports development, league reviews, and news, including all of the action and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net is the best place for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Definitely a good place to go during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Always great to check out Bet Online, see you know what's going on. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So now let's keep going on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, we're doing what if Lake Wheeler actually signed his ELC with Arizona and didn't refuse to sign and kind of let him and let, let the Coyotes have him walk or whatever. Um, because as we mentioned, his ELC would have gone through 2011 and that and like what the, the Coyotes were really bad during that period of time, but it took only a couple years before they, they would have bounced back to a somewhat playoff caliber team and heck in 2012 they made it to the western conference finals um yeah. if he stayed what would have been different on that on like on those early years i mean i i do kind of think that the hansel verbata whitney chemistry just worked out really well um the fact that both martin hansel and routine verbata were czech i think probably had some of that to do with it i think I'm correct with that. Um, but um, I also, so like maybe would have been second line for for that run, but that would have given the Coyotes, you know, a second line center who around that time what had a 17 goal, 47 assist season with Winnipeg. Yeah, that's not nothing. Exactly, right? I mean, that and um, like that would have been, a, a, a that would have been a good time to have him um and not to mention like they were like especially because again they went to the conference finals that year so like maybe it could have been an extra push would they would, would they have beaten la i don't like yeah we we, we can't say ball. that because that's a little too that's a little stretching because i think because la ended up winning the cup right yeah um and it wasn't even and like LA just kind of ran through the Coyotes in, in the uh, in that conference final. But and Brad Richardson has said that the Devils were better than the Coyotes. Um, 
And I kind of believe him on that. There's no reason for him not to say that. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't think the Coyotes would have won the cup. Uh, and I don't think it would have, you know, done anything to necessarily like cause that team to be any better. Uh, I, I, you know, it wasn't a very well drafted, you know, team. Like there was a lot of problems in that era. So it it would have been tough for him to make that big of a difference in that. Exactly. But let's let, let's talk about the the post 2012. Let's say, of course, obviously um he decided to do similar what we've been doing with winnipeg and just keep signing contracts and thinking um and just keeps extending it um just for just for the purposes of this show um would the coyotes have fallen in the, the 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 uh in the in the later parts of the early 2010s you know when before they go for the complete collapse and and to the McDavid draft, uh, yeah, I think you still they you, the, still, you still think they would have, yeah, because you know as we saw this past season with Clayton Keller, like having one good player on your team isn't necessarily going to save it if everything is collapsing, and I do think that Blake Wheeler would have been one good player. And I think he would have influenced the draft decisions a little bit more. Like, I I don't think the Coyotes, like, they were always looking for a number one center. And I think they would have had Blake Wheeler be that. And maybe they're not drafting position every year. Who knows? Or how about about this idea? Would he have been used as, uh, like, draft draft capital? Would he have been used for bait to try to... Um, it's like, hey, we have Blake Wheeler. He's been playing pretty well the last few years. Um, we're tanking. Do you want to give us a draft pick or a few draft picks and a prospect or whatever? Like, I mean, at this, you know, it maybe, uh, but just like the way that Wheeler stayed in Winnipeg, like, that almost feels like it would have been like a, a tough call to make. Like, especially if he like found out they liked Arizona, they really wanted to stay there. And like, we trade him in like 2014 to get a better pick. That would be, uh, that'd be kind of like a heartbreaking moment. Maybe that's fair. That's fair. I can absolutely see that. That's like, and especially if, if he signs like a longer team deal, like a six, you know, six, seven year deal. Um, yeah. Tech even, even if he really, really wanted, if if he really loved Arizona, you know, this was pre the uh, you know the pre era before you you cap the um, your contracts at eight years, where you can sign these people to like twelve year contracts. Uh, would that have happened? I don't think so, but <laughs> probably not. No, uh, I don't think the Coyotes were in any position to sign any of those deals because. Oh, uh, that was something where even at the time we're like, nope, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. No. Uh, I am glad that the NHL decided to punish teams for doing that, uh, just because it immediately put a stop to it. And you'd be like, eh, it's not fair to to Vancouver or New Jersey, but it's like, eh, I don't care. There's punitive damage. There's, there's still a few contracts left, right? Language contracts from that era. Oh yeah. Um, 
I was always paying attention to the Suda Parisi ones, and and they they're gone. That's the that was the end of when I like really stopped caring about those super long contracts. I think the Taze and Kane had a sim- similar thing. If I'm mistaken, but anyways, that's not a, that's not to worry about right now. Yeah. Um, so it seems that you're you're on the fence that he would have been that that um, Wheeler would have stuck around. No, I I think he well. Yeah, it, it like any kind of real life scenario, Blake Wheeler would not have stuck around, and I would not have like held a grudge against him. Like I said, uh, I thought what he did make absolute most smart thing for his career and you know that's ultimately what he needs to be worried about absolutely and it ended up, and it ended up working for him once again i mean like he actually technically does not have a stanley cup because the year the boston the year boston won it he was traded halfway through the season um, yeah poor guy uh yeah. but and then just in winnipeg uh for for almost the rest uh got to be one of the most famous uh, Atlanta Thrashers. That's always cool. Uh, how many? How many of the famous Atlanta Thrashers out there? Are, you have uh, Blake Wheeler, um, Cough or Vander Kane. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Kovalchuk, the Kovalchuk. I think he was. Is he? Is he technically back? No. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh and you know, Dustin Bufflin until very recently uh was, I believe. Um but yeah, uh I, I think Blake Wheeler would have given the coyotes a lot more stability in the forward group that they didn't have and that they really needed. Like they were constantly pushing players to be a number one center. Like and did it rush some of them? Uh, you could argue it. You could argue like Martin Hansel was probably given a role a bit too quickly. Whatever the team did with Dylan Strom was not the best way to do that. Um, and you know, thankfully we're seeing Barrett Hayton not put in that kind of similar situation. But a player like Wheeler could have you know changed the philosophy of the organization a bit. So it um, it seems that the, just the biggest issue was a. Uh... It was a coaching person, coaching and personnel problem. Um, yes. Well, for for so many of the of those years where, and, and that's what the reason I like this is because Blake Wheeler did end up sticking with his eventual team for years, and that's just a way to like look at the Coyotes. But like so many of the different regime changes were making the same exact mistakes. Like we talk about the Maloney era did not have good scouts, uh, but you know, the Jacob era didn't have that great of scouts either. So yeah, for, for different reasons, it's all about numbers on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was just like, and, and that's kind of like they made so many obvious mistakes, and Blake Wheeler, I think, is the kind of player where you're like, if you throw that in there, maybe you don't make that obvious mistake. Maybe you don't go with Dylan Strom over Mitch Marner. Maybe, maybe, maybe that yeah, maybe a, sing, a, a single draft like that, and and uh, um, as well as the actual contract signing, 
could have changed that course. Um, yeah. Because, like, like you've said it multiple times, a single player doesn't, you know, compl- drastically change the team. But a single player, but in, like in my mind, a single player can change, like slightly alter the course and can make the rest of the years look vastly different. Yeah. I mean, a single player can alter a franchise. Uh, it, it can't make the team marketably better. We saw that with Connor McDavid just not being able to drag the Edmonton Oilers out from the bottom of the you know standings for years on end. Um, but they it can alter just like how everyone operates around that and like how the team is built. Um, it, is Blake Wheeler a player who the Coyotes could have built around? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's a good question. That's, and I think that that definitely be the way to um, you know the way to think about it because like you you mentioned the Connor McDavid situation is you know eventually like hey you know what we're gonna try to find you the perfect pairing and then they ended d- doing that with Leon Dreisaitl like oh these guys work so well together and they ended up becoming like a superstar duo um, yeah could would the Coyotes have done a similar thing down the road it's like all right. Like, like you stick around, we will find you your superstar, like team, like lion mate. Yeah, I mean, something that happened basically with Ray Whitney and Redeem Verbata for all those years. Uh, here, here's the other unfortunate thing: uh, the the team did not pay players very well after, like during that time. Uh, like Whitney apparently just wanted like a raise and couldn't get it like the team the way the team treated redeem verbata still kind of annoys me uh so yeah that was was a cash strap team right they couldn't pay it was yeah it was a very cash strap team but it was definitely not a team you know those kind of environments do not afford a lot of loyalty no, especially when the team went bankrupt in that in in in, in the late aughts, anyway. So, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's kind of like the real like thing you have to like accept for would the Coyotes have been able to sign Blake Wheeler to an ELC? Would the Coyotes in some way have been financially stable and you know in a good position to sign? Uh, a massive free agent and yeah, they couldn't. And, and that is like a reason why, even though like things aren't stable for the coyotes now, like they did get two like freaking star um, college players in a way that, you know, felt impossible over a decade ago. Yeah. There were like the coyotes are definitely doing a, making a lot better choices. Um, Bill Armstrong, I think, so far, he's doing a lot better than uh, than than Shaker and Maloney. So, yeah. But we get we got another draft coming up, so we can kind of see. Um, oh yeah. You know. Honestly, that's something that does get un- overlooked. The Coyotes made a good decision to draft Blake Wheeler. Like he turned out to be a phenomenal player. Uh, it's good spotting. Just. Happened yeah, to be with a different organization. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the players the Coyotes drafted, and there were there have been situations where the Coyotes draft a good player or someone who could be a good player is just not with Arizona. 
Blake Wheeler, uh, Kyle Turris to a certain extent, Dylan Strom. (laughs) Yeah, but is that, you know, better or worse than drafting a player like Perlini, uh, Vizantine, who end up, you know, not doing anything, Gormley, uh, like, find no success. Is that a better or worse thing? I mean, in a way, I think it's a better thing because at least you can say, okay, the Kaijus did make the right pick. It just, it just like timing wasn't right for their development and it just didn't work out with Arizona. Um, yeah. if, so if they stuck around and had the right training, then yeah, they could have done, they could have done a lot better versus the other, versus the latter. We're just like, no, that just didn't pan out. Yeah. It's kind of like one of two problems. You either have a problem retaining your prospects or you have a problem selecting your prospects. And if you can't select good prospects, it doesn't matter if you could retain them or not. So, yeah, it, it is, you know, I, I do kind of like to examine the, the like, hey, the guy who's had a hit there, they just didn't work out for other reasons and they're hit somewhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely is interesting. To just kind of like wonder all these different things, how many different things would be different if Blake Wheeler signed? Because again, like you, like we were saying, is um, the team were built around them? You know, what would the team look like? Have looked like in 2015? What would they look like now? Would they still be on the team now? That's another question that we kind of we were kind of, we, we we asked, and it was like it's like okay, there's legit things. Like this is a legit scenario where things could have been very different, yeah. um, and it's and and it's and it's been a fun conversation because it's like oh yeah, like um, this was a situation where they actually like versus the last one right where we talked about what if the Kaidas drafted Marner, they would be in this like like they would like they'd be in the same situation that they are now, um, still yeah. because it's like whatever. But in this, in in, in the um, the Wheeler situation, who knows? Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely. I don't know. Maybe in ten more years, like the uh, the Strom decision will be like something that we are grappling with to this extent. Uh, but you know, it seems like the Blake Wheeler situation, him not being able to be signed by the Coyotes, like. There was just so much going on that, like, it's just cemented as like an important aspect of this historical time. Absolutely. Any final thoughts that you want to share about this? Uh, this what if or anything that uh, that kind of peeks through your head that you might want to kind of share to kind of that I didn't even ask. Uh, no, I, I do just want to highlight that I, I like players who stay with one franchise for a long time. Uh, so. I very much respect Blake Wheeler and the Winnipeg Jets. And I, I hope he ends his career there if that's what he chooses to do. Um, if he wants to go to a contender, yeah, let him. Absolutely. Well, um, we'll, 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 we'll maybe talk about that like later if it affects the Coyotes in other ways. But who knows? Because uh, um, you never know. Whatever happens in NHL, you know, stuff is... Always happens to have some residual effect on Arizona. Yeah, Arizona always ends up involved in some way. <laughs> in some, 
Anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your shows, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes. On Instagram, Locked On Coyotes. And on Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. You can interact. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leon on Carl Pavlock. It's Carl Pavlock FMH. Interact with us. Ask the questions you might have. We can answer right back on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!